Good evening, brethren. <coughs> Tonight we're going to <coughs> have a word of prayer for Brother Given before we begin. And um, Brother Justin, would you pray? And Brother David? Up, Brother, given to you tonight, Lord, we know that you are exceedingly abundantly able to do uh, exceedingly more than anything that we think or ask. Yes. Lord, we ask that you would raise Brother Given up, that you would give him the desire of his heart. Lord, he desires to be here this evening with us and help him not to, to miss any more uh, assembly meetings. Lord, we understand that we have an enemy that seeks to uh, hinder us. But Lord, we know that all things are possible through those who trust in you and believe in you. So we're asking that you would comfort Brother Given during this time, mm -hmm. that you would raise him up, mm -hmm. and that you would uh, comfort him, and that you would comfort us as well. Mm -hmm. I pray that you would be with us tonight as we discuss these things, mm -hmm. that we would each add uh, to this discussion mm -hmm. to profit everybody here. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight with joy and thanksgiving mm -hmm. in our hearts. And we are uh, joined together in one one accord. We're wanting to learn from you tonight. And we want to uh, ask on behalf of dear Brother Given, mm -hmm. who's not feeling well, we pray that you will uh, bring him back to us, mm -hmm. that you will heal him from his illness, that you will... Uh, that he won't be discouraged by not being able to meet with us. But we pray that he would receive encouragement and he would be built up. Mm -hmm. uh, not, he's not able to be here with the, mm -hmm. receive it uh, personally, but we pray that in spite of that, we, neither him nor us will be diminished because of this separation tonight because he's not here. Mm -hmm. we, uh, we love the brethren and we are looking forward to a, a good assembly tonight. And we pray that the Holy Spirit will be active, convicting people of sin and righteousness and judgment. We pray that we may be pleasing to you. That's our hope to minister to you and to one another. In the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we are thankful that you've given us words like where there are two or three gathered together in your name, that there you are in the midst. Father, we depend on these promises Father, you've given us uh, all things that pertain to life and godliness. And, Father, we admit, Father, we confess to you that we trust in you. And we're asking you, Father, tonight to be with us and bless us as we gather together to where we can edify one another in love and, and build each other up in our most holy faith. In your Son's name, amen. <clears throat> now, by way of introduction tonight, I wanted to speak for a few minutes about... <clears throat> 1 John 5, 4 is what it reads. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. You notice that the, the thing he speaks about that overcomes the world isn't something you generated in yourself. It's just something you came up with. It isn't by much learning. You, you apprehended faith by your own works. No, God had to give it to you. And the thing that came from God, if we use it, if we live and walk in it, it will save us. Even our faith. Now, we don't overcome unseen forces with guns and knives. Some people attempt to, but you know, in the end, they fail. 
They may have a time of success. But see, this isn't the kind of power that God's put in His people. We overcome by the employment of faith. In other words, we believe what God said. And because of that, God channels power to you. To where when your time of your trouble, the time when you're tested, you'll overcome. Why? By your faith. You trusted in God. And He, um, actually, see, the reason He does it is because He gets the glory for that, right? Not us. We believed that what He said and He delivers us and gets the glory. Now when Satan wants to gain a foothold in your mind or heart, before he can do that, see, Satan just can't have control over you automatically. He has to get your mind off of God, off of Christ, and onto yourself or on something external. And when that happens, now Satan has an opportunity. But see, as long as you're holding to, to what God's told you, you're walking in the Spirit, in other words, you're not having any confidence in your flesh, you're crucifying your flesh, he will not be able to overcome you. Amen. See, our enemy isn't as powerful as he tells you. Our enemy is a liar, we should expect that. Now, it's only when that corrupt thoughts can be planted in our mind. See, there, we in and of ourselves are not able to overcome. Now, we've all experienced this. We've all lived in a time when it was us that was reigning. We, we were going to do it ourselves. We always failed miserably. But see, now, when Christ is at the helm, when Christ is, is directing your ship, you'll get to where he wants you to go. Because he's the one that's, that's doing the work. When diverse thoughts are allowed to fester and grow in our minds, the result's always the same. We fall. We fail. Well, those who are in Christ have been fully equipped to handle these kinds of situations. See, it's not like, you know, we ought to fear these things. No, we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. We are more than conquerors. You know, there are some that went out and conquered, but they're dead now. They're dead. Alexander the Great's dead. He's not conquering anymore. But see, we're more than conquerors. That Our conquering is going to ultimate in being with Jesus the ultimate conqueror. He conquered death. So see, this is something, as long as we stay with Jesus, He'll energize our faith and we'll be able to press in and the enemy will be frustrated. Now that's quite a wonderful thing. See, we've been given some... Some, some things that we're called to do. Put on the whole armor of God. Why? So we can stand in the time of trouble, right? The entire person's been given a complete protection system. This is something God does. We, how do we appropriate it by faith? We trust in Him. See, putting on the whole armor of God, it means you're involved in what God's doing. He's given you the resources. We are called to put it on. In other words, be mindful, be equipped, in our minds and in our faith to whenever we're tested, overcome. See, the fact of the matter is we're not home yet. Now, we all know this, but see, in the time of trouble, Satan tries to direct our minds away from it. It's like, you have to do this. You have to take charge. No, he's already in charge. Praise God. Well, what do we do? We follow him. He is our great leader. The battleground is that we stand on if you're able to see it and receive it, is spattered with the blood of people who gave up. They gave up. They quit. And see, the believer walks right on through it. It looks scary 
But he walks right through because he knows that this is not his home. This is not where, where God's called him to live forever. We're on our way. Pilgrims call it the celestial city. We're on our way and we know, even as we move, as we go, that we're accepted. And when we get there, well, we won't be thinking about here no more. Those who believe, who, who did believe, and they didn't fight the good fight of faith, they couldn't stand in the time of trouble. Now, each one of us knows individuals that we've met, that we've walked with perhaps even, that have given up. Well, that's sad. There's no doubt about that. That will cause grief. But see, it doesn't cost so much that you quit. You just press on. We've got to be steadfast in our devotion to Christ more than those around us. Now, the, I know that may sound strange, but you know what? Christ is our King. He's the one that's given us power to overcome. And as we have opportunity, we assist and we help. But see, when it comes down to what, who are you choosing in your life? It's Christ. He's the one that has the power. He's given us all things to pertain to life and godliness. But the catch is they all reside in His Son. So if you don't have Jesus, you really don't have anything. So if you do have Him, you have all things. Everything. Now the way, remember the, with the day you were baptized? I remember it. I remember the day I was baptized. I was a little confused. I was, I don't know, about nine or ten. But I knew one thing. I knew I believed that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God. I knew that. I didn't even understand how I knew it. Brother Given had preached it from the time I was this big. But I knew it, and I wasn't volunteering. I didn't stand up and say, I want to be baptized. My dad stood up and said, I want to be baptized, and so does he. So Brother Given called me aside and said, "What? why do you want to be baptized? I said, well, I really didn't know. He said, well, I'll ask you one question. Who's Jesus? I, I know who he is. He's the Christ. He's the Son of the living God. And he said, well, you can be baptized. But see, that from then, I didn't stay there. I grew up. Over time, I came to see that I was, had become a part of the body of Christ. That I was not my own. I was bought with a price. So see, it's, the, when, when Philip came across and, and the, the eunuch said, what hinders me to be baptized? He says, do you believe that Jesus with your whole heart? He says, I do. I believe he's the Christ that's not living. Stop the chariot. Time to get baptized. See, the thing is that Christ has made it arrangements and he's arranged things in such a way that when you get, when you're baptized into him, you're baptized into his death. So now you can die to self and live for him. It's possible. But it's not something that's going to happen automatically. We find this out as we move through the, through the world. We'll come across trouble and it, you're going to have to make a decision. I'm going to choose Christ. Well, they see that. The Holy Spirit will empower you. This is what it says. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Now, I appreciate that. It says whatsoever in this verse. Another verse will say whosoever. But this is what he says whatsoever. Why? Because it's what God's put in you that is greater than the earth. Amen. The Holy Spirit has been, he's been given to us. 
He dwells in our hearts by faith and He is opening things up for us. In other words, it makes sense to deny ungodliness and to live soberly and righteous. Why does it make sense? Because we have been given this gift of the Holy Spirit. When we were born again in Christ through the operation of God, it was something God did. We submitted to baptism, but God did the work. We were made new. New. Now, I like to think about this. Can we recall when we were first new? When it didn't make any difference what anybody offered you. You wasn't going to give it. You wasn't going to give up what God gave you. You were new. You were made new and you knew it. Now see, this is the kind of the attitude that we have to nurture. You can never let that slip away. God's given me something that the world couldn't give me and it can't take it away. New life in Christ and one day it's going to culminate in being with God. That's how powerful and effective the Holy Spirit's power is in your life. If you'll submit to Him, He will lead you to glory. Well, praise God. We're going to begin our services and we thank God that you brethren are here tonight. And um, we'll sing some songs now. And um, praise God. Thank you, brother.